0: guys paulie Malinagi, paulie tv fight day tank davis ryan garcia and we had our combat and coffee chat yesterday but since then we've had the weigh-in and uh there's some stuff i gotta i had some opinions about this weigh you know um I, I think um i do like animated weigh-ins obviously i think everybody does i think you know it gets you psyched up for the fight um i didn't you know I, i'll be honest, Bernard Hopkins saying like there's there's you know it's not a place for that kind of thing or him putting uh putting his hands on Javante Davis, I can understand everything getting animated, right? So you know the Davis kind of has a right to get him get aggravated in that in that in that regard. You know he, he's not only is he trying to promote the fight, but he's also trying to you know get us win that psychological war in that moment. I and mean, Hopkins is obviously trying to not let him pushing him away and stuff like that. Um, let's not forget that you know. It, when it comes down to it, the psychology of a fight, some things have to slide. You know, later on, you know, everything can be cool, but some things have to slide because you got to get in your opponent's mind. and The psychology of a fight is very, very important. I, let's let's not forget that Hopkins did things like step on the Puerto Rican flag um, when he was promoting the train of that fight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, again, I mean, do you condone? Do you condone like things that go in the extreme? Not really, but also when you're trying to get into inside the mind of a guy you're fighting there's a lot of things that you probably have to do might want to do that maybe you wouldn't normally do maybe that'd be out of your character you know I mean Muhammad Ali I think was the, was the master at this you know or way back in then maybe he was the first one to do these kind of things you know and you just get inside a guy's mind so I don't think you know you know Gervonta, uh, d- d- all the, all the theatrics at at, at the Wayne in with Gervonta, um I-, I think you gotta let Givantta Davis you know, be Javante Davis in that moment, no matter what it is. You know, I don't know what he was trying to do. Bernal was trying to push him away or separate them or whatnot. You know, you got to let Davis play his psych- psychology games there and get in Ryan's face and, and do all that stuff. And and then you can't really complain about it. I mean, listen, unless blows a throne where you're going to risk the fight happening, I mean, you can't really complain about it. You know, there, there's a big crowd there. There's, it's animated. There's high emotion. But, again, you're, you're doing what you have to to get in a guy's head. So, I don't know. That was my... I thought it was a little bit on the hypocritical side for uh, on Hopkins to to try to uh, to try to defend that with um, with uh, try to defend doing that to to Javonta Davis as as Davis was uh, in that stand-down at the weigh-in. As far as the fight is concerned, you know, uh, we want to fight there. I mentioned yesterday in combat and coffee that that uh, you know the I was watching a little bit of Rolly Romero this week because I was covering it for ProBox TV, where the the network that I work for. Uh, I was covering uh, Romero's possible upcoming fight with Pollo, which now obviously has been canceled since uh, Puello failed the drug test. But but I was watching some Romero stuff, and I started to realize that Romero's height and range is really, he gave a, gave a lot of problems to Tank Davis. And so I was... Um, and, and it wasn't until Romero got too reckless himself and fell in and, and fell into a power counter shot by, by Davis that the fight ended. So I, I started to really assess things, and I said, you know what, man? I was like, you know, Davis has fast hands but his feet are kind of slow and and his ability to control range is is, is difficult against guys that are tall that know how to control that range you know um I saw yesterday one of the comments mario barrio somebody mentioned mario barrios was tall but mario barrios had a non-existent jab you know we already knew that even even in the thurman fight when he fought thurman the mario barrios's jab was non-existent you know so so um uh, I, I, it, a, a tall guy needs to have a jab if he's going to control range. The tall guy with no jab is not going to control range. You know, you can touch with that lead left hand once in a while, but that's not going to that's not going to maintain your range unless you're actually using the jab. You know, and um, I think I think you know Garcia does know how to use that that range control left hand, but also with the jab as well. Unlike Barrios, Barrios for me, I I I. I, I I, I As I said yesterday, I struggled to see how Barrios had the frame he had and had no ability at all to fight at range. None, none at all. Understand how to fight at range. Understand how to maintain range. A cognizance of what range was. Uh, it, it blew me away. Um, how nobody ever taught that kid that. But Garcia has a sense of range. He has a sense of distance of where he wants to fight. And he has a sense of how, of how he wants to fight at that distance, you know. And I think a fighter like that gives Tank Davis problems, you know. Um, we, you know, I I, I I went over the resumes yesterday. I believe that, you know, uh, Campbell is the best win on both guys' records. But overall, Davis has a better resume overall. Um, and I'm not talking about resume when you look at the opponent and you look at their resumes. Because when you tell me, you know, Santa Cruz has the best resume out of all the opponents they've all fought. But Santa Cruz is a blown-up featherweight who fought at one gear all the time. So a blown-up featherweight who fights at one gear all the time is tailor-made when he goes up in weight. Especially that if that one gear is coming forward trying to take it to you. You got a guy who's naturally... Several weight classes below you now, trying to take the fight to you. That's not gonna go well. That's not gonna go well. He's always gonna get a guy like that's always gonna get knocked down, right? Or always gonna get beat up. So. So um, that's why I don't rate the Santa Cruz fight as much. It, it, it was more, you know, in name. He was a, it was a big recognizable win in name. But in reality, it wasn't that big of a win, you know. Uh, as I said yesterday, I, I think Tank Davis' best win is Pedraza. I, I think uh, uh, Garcia's best win is Luke Campbell. Um, and I think overall the best win on their resume is, is Luke Campbell. Because Pedraza, I, I, although Pedraza I think is very good, I think Pedraza at 130 was very, very, very weight-drained. Um, I had been in the in the fighter meetings with Pedraza, even the fights before that, and he was just staying at the weight class just because he had a world title. So it, he was it was always going to go until the wheels fell off at 130 pounds for Pedraza because he was trying to keep the world title and defend it and make money. And so it was he was not going to move up until he lost that title. So eventually, Tank did did him a favor practically and beat him up because um, when he moved to 35 and 40, when he, being less weight drained, he actually you know kind of rejuvenated his career after that loss a little bit, and uh, even won another title. But. Campbell, um, Campbell never won a world title, but Campbell also only got title shots against a prime Linares and a prime Lomachenko, you know, again, I, I stress the word prime because, uh, Tang, Tang Davis has, uh, I think a win over a pass prime Gamboa, uh, Devin Haney has wins over passes prime Gamboa, and Linares, these are not. these are not the same, um, Campbell fought a prime Linares uh, for the world title uh, challenge and a prime Lomachenko and and so when you fight a prime Lenaris and prime Lomachenko for the world title most guys would not become world champions even guys that have become world champions they became world champions because they didn't fight a prime Lenaris and a prime uh, Lomachenko for the world titles you know so that's why you know I I feel like Campbell is a guy who has uh, you know not gotten the credit he deserves because this is a, a fighter who was vastly improving as his career was going on and i remember early on i was not a bad impression of luke campbell either but as his career went on he became more and more impressive and it was just again for me he didn't win a world title because the title shots he wound up getting were against the very very best of the sport you know some of the top pound for pound fighters in the sport at the time he fought them um now let's go back with, with tank davis um Tang Davis to firepower. How's he gonna how's how is Davis gonna get inside and control range? Uh, eliminate this range from Garcia. Also, how do you take the confidence away from Garcia? Because I think early on, Davis always starts slow, but I think it's very, very important for Davis to take away the confidence from Garcia. This is Garcia's biggest fight, right? I mean Davis is his biggest fight too. Um, they're they're each other's dip, most difficult opponent, but but how do you take away the the play from Garcia who that's a guy who psychologically we still aren't sure about in this kind of fight, right? Davis, we've seen him in the big moment constantly, you know. Um, he, we've seen him against fights where, when fights where, okay, maybe going in they weren't that tough, but then they turned out to be tough. Like, nobody knew about Isaac Cruz, so nobody could expect Isaac Cruz was going to be this tough. But when, when Isaac Cruz put himself in that difficult fight with, um, uh, when Davis put himself in that difficult fight with Isaac Cruz while Cruz was just a, uh, 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 a last minute replacement, ultimately he wound up being a very, very difficult opponent. So Davis had to kind of adjust that mindset on the fly and he did. So Davis is kind of, for me, a bit more battle-tested. And you can say, oh, Gar- well, Luke uh, dropped Garcia and Garcia got up off the canvas to beat Luke Campbell. Yeah, but after that, I, instead of kind of shining with that moment, uh, Ryan kind of faded away after that moment and was, wasn't was as busy and kind of, and, low, and honestly diminished his level of opposition since, you know? Um I think Ryan is dangerous early on. I think Davis starts starts fights a little slower. Um, and I think that something something like that would have to change. But going by what they usually do, if Ryan is dangerous early and Tank is dangerous late and Tank starts slowly, I think there's a play here for Ryan to be controlling the range and getting a stoppage in the, in the first half of the fight. I think if the fight goes too long, though, Tank starts to take over more and more and more. And it ends up becoming uh, uh, more advantageous to Tank. I'm gonna go with, uh, as you guys said yesterday, with combat. I heard me yesterday in combat and coffee. I'm going with Ryan Garcia by round five, KO. Um, I think Ryan has one punch knockout power. So does Davis. Again, Davis doesn't really let go of that power with as much enthusiasm when he's not comfortable with the range and it takes him half of the fight to get comfortable with the range cause especially when he's a much shorter guy and in this fight he's a much shorter guy so and it's not because he's scared it's just he, he just you know he's, he plays it smart but sometimes he plays it too patient in my opinion against guys where he doesn't have to play it as patient so if he played it that patient against guys where he didn't have to play it as patiently against Ryan Garcia if he plays it too patiently honestly, he's going to allow Ryan to get a lot of confidence and in the early part of the fight and again Ryan's firepower could start to land because Ryan's going to be you know get. Controlling that range and, and and leveraging his heavy shots early in the fight. If, if Javante doesn't give him something to worry about um, in in the first half of the fight, or at least fire something back, or or fire something in 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 in, in a lead capacity to give Ryan something to worry to worry about in order to, when he's closing the gap. So I think I think I, I think uh, Ryan can win this fight in the first half of the fight. If the fight starts getting too too much into the deep end I think Gervonta takes over the fight and it's probably uh more advantageous to Jamanta Davis I don't see this fight going the distance my pick is going to be uh Ryan Garcia by fifth round KO um I saw one of the comments yesterday I said oh well, how, do, how does how does Tank get KO'd in five If Fortuna got KO'd at six well men's a genius that's because Fortuna wasn't trying to win the fight Tank is going to try to win the fight Fortuna was trying to survive so a guy who survives will usually go a few more rounds um so I I, I think uh I'll I'll see it that way. Again, if it starts going too many rounds, I got David starting to take over the fight, but I see it as a fifth round KO for Ryan Garcia tonight in a mega blockbuster pay-per-view, which somehow is a mega blockbuster pay-per-view despite it not being for a title. And neither guy has had a world title in a long time.